there, and welcome back to another episode of the Assistant Files Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Gilbert. You can get more from me at theassistantfiles.com, and you can find me on my Facebook page, which is also called The Assistant Files. I share different information on each platform, so you'll want to be sure to check out both. Today's guest is Sherry Myros. She's the executive assistant for the Tony Baroni team in the Tampa Bay area. Listen in as Sherry tells us about her team and her specific role as executive assistant. Sherry, how long have you been with Tony? I've been with Tony, um, it'll be four years in about a week. Yes, four years. Four years. Have you, did you work for any other agents before Tony? No, I was actually in property management two years prior to that. Okay. Uh, Tony and I were actually in a networking group together and knew that he was looking for an assistant and was in need. And we, that's when all the um, investors came into Tampa and was purchasing all the homes. This investor that we had with our property management company was pulling out and starting their own um, property management division. So I was kind of in jeopardy of a job. Right. So um, I pursued my um, possibilities with Tony and he hired me. And then prior to that, I worked at Shriners Hospital in the burn unit in Cincinnati for 23 years. Oh, wow. What did you do there? Um, I was admin. I was a health unit coordinator. I worked in the ICU and I worked in the reconstructive units. Is there anything that you pulled from that experience that you use in this job now? Um, I would say as far as the hospital goes, um, the biggest thing that I pull from there that I'm using and I utilize it every day is, first of all, is my organizational skills. Mm -hmm. I had to be very organized. We were a 30-bed unit. Um, I was in charge of getting the meds together, not together, but getting them scheduled um, with the nurses. And also, I created um, a general book for the uh, parents because we allowed the parents to room in the patient's rooms. Ah. So I created the actual um, rule book, as we called it, uh, the general information booklet for the parents. I created that all on my own. So that was probably one of my biggest pride and joys. And I was able to implement that over here um, because I went through the the Monica Reynolds, the perfect assistant, and I was able to create a a manual, a policy and procedure manual, which we didn't have in the office. Mm -hmm. And we're growing so much that it's definitely something that was needed. So I think those kind of skills helped me um, over here. Absolutely. The operations manual that you have now, is that a paper manual? Did you write that in Word? Where do you store that? Um, well, I've got that on a, as a PDF, um, and we've also printed it out, and we have it um, in our, um, I'm in an office now on my own. I do contract to close for Tony, so we now have a listing coordinator and a concierge. Okay, perfect. Um, but um, it's, it's located in the uh, main part of our office. Okay, so you just wrote that using uh, word processing? Yes, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah. Word documents. Yeah, perfect. Okay, great. Tell me a little bit about what you do on a daily basis right now. And how big is your team and what do you do for the Okay, team? so first of all, we have a total of, let's see, Tony is our listing and our lead agent. Um, we have, right now we have two admin, including myself. I'm the office manager. 
and I do contract to close for Tony okay. and for our buyers and sellers. Um, and then Kara is our listing coordinator and concierge. We are hiring a third admin. We're interviewing as we speak. Uh, we just did one actually today and finished the KPA. So um, we went through that today. Um, we have one, two, three, four buyer's agents. And we have um, uh, HR slash um, coordinator for human resources. You know, she helps do the interview, the beginning parts of the interview process. Okay. Um, and then we have an inside and outside sales associate. Okay. So in 2016, how many transactions did your team close? We closed 207. 207. And what did you do the year before? We did 150. Okay. That's a pretty big jump. Yeah. Well, when I first started with Tony, um, his goal was 110. Okay. Um, and when I joined him, into, I started in February, um, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, he had 85, I think, the year before, and then he, he jumped to 110. I thought, how can I do this? 110 transactions all by myself. I was the only admin at that point. Yeah. And we reached that goal. That year, we, we hit 110. Just the two um, of you? Just uh, me and another buyer's agent with Tony. Okay. So three okay. of us. Okay. Yes. Um, and then in 2014, we added another buyer's agent. So there was four of us. Okay. And we had a goal of 115, and we hit 115. And then um, last year, we had a goal of 150. And at that point, then we had added on another buyer's agent, another admin. And we also uh, brought in the, sales, uh, the inside sales associate. So our goal was 150, and we hit 150. And now this year, um, I'm sorry, that was in 2015. I apologize. Last year, 2016, our goal was 225, and we closed 207. Okay. Our team is very much um, like you were sort of at, at the 110 level, where it was the three of you. Mm -hmm. We ended up. We ended up right close to 100 when we had um, our lead agent and one buyer's agent. Mm -hmm. um, and then we added another admin as well, and actually two, and then two more agents. So we are ending up at, um, last year we did 104 with three agents and two admin. Okay. When you made the jump, from 115 to 150, and then from 150 to 207. Do you think that that was because you added people, or did you have lead sources that got you more leads, which necessitated the hire? Um, I have to, I would think that it's a, a mixture of the two. Um, definitely when we added more admin and more buyer's agents, um, we had to obviously get more leads and have better lead gen and we designated, you know, mornings for lead gen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's difficult um, to take their phones because Monica and the perfect assistant always says, you know, take their phones. Mm -hmm. It's hard because a lot of our agents use their cell phones because all of their contacts are in their cell phones. Right. Um, right. But we have a role, um, you know, no social media, no nothing. We do scripts in the morning before and then we do lead gen from 9 to 11.30. Great. Um, but it's definitely because we grew 
um, but also I think it's because our um, our lead sources we we switched some things up we got a new CRM um, our leads were coming in um, we also there's some local it's called listing power tools actually um, it's signs that you put on our, our your on your uh, posts uh -huh. and it's there's also one that we use and it's a 24 7 call and we get people that drive by and they can just get a description of the home and they they push a button if they want to speak to an, an associate and they get connected immediately to someone on our team awesome and is I assume that's working out pretty well for you how often um, how often does someone call into that system and then actually connect do you know what that ratio oh. Yeah, we, um, I don't know the ratio exactly. It's, it's pretty frequent. Um, we get several a day for sure. Okay. Um, you know, at any given time, we typically have 20 to 25 listings. Um, we also have coming soon. So, you know, they're, they're si the signs get up and it might just be that they're waiting for interior painting to be completed right. or the photographer is not available or mm -hmm. something like that. So it's a coming soon. So we, we get the sign up and we get everything going for marketing right away as soon as we can. So, you know, people driving around looking, you know, they get someone pretty quickly and a great response. We have great relationships with lenders that we can connect them to immediately if they're not working with one. That's fantastic because that's a really warm lead. They actually want to talk to an agent at that point. Right. There's some that are there and say, I want to get in right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's the only downfall, I think, with, with that, that lead that we get is that we don't always have an agent available at that moment. Sure. Um, we work all around Hillsborough County here in Tampa. Mm -hmm. um, we also have surrounding counties, Pasco, Pinellas, Hernando. Um, so sometimes our agents may be uh, further away and aren't available, but sometimes we may have an agent that's only five or 10 minutes away and, hey, I'm available, let me, let me show them the house. Yeah. So you guys just make it work based on when you have an agent available. If no one's available, what do your agents tell them? Well, it first gets uh, put through our um, inside salesperson who kind of nurtures the call, gets their, their expectations, tells them about the home, maybe, you know, the upgrades or, you know, a lot of people just want to know, like, pictures. How can, I, how can I see the pictures? They're out and about. Uh, we have our um, KW app, so we provide them, we get them going on the app, and then they can see the, the pictures that were uploaded into our MLS system. Gotcha. So, you know, if no one's available right then and there, then we at least capture them and keep their attention and create contact with them based on the MLS photos and just the constant contact with our inside salesperson. Perfect. And does your ISA then, if, if an agent's not available, do they say, well, we can get you into the house on this day at this time and go to your agent's calendar and make an appointment for them? Um, so typically how that works is after um, Nicole is our ISA, after she nurtures them, she, the, the great thing about our team is we have so many different, um, you know, we can, we can make sure that they're a good fit for that person. So she, after she talks for, to them for a little bit, mm -hmm. we can get a good feel of what agent might be best for them. Mm -hmm. um, so she'll connect with that agent and say, hey, I have this buyer, and she gives them the whole rundown, and then she connects the two so that they can talk and develop a relationship and then figure out a schedule for them to work out so that they can see the home. Gotcha. That's perfect. And that works well for us right now. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, Nicole is our, our inside salesperson is so fantastic on the phone 
Mm -hmm. And it just has a great system. We have a great CRM and it's just, it really works for our team. And um, we, we have team members that live all around Hillsborough County. Mm -hmm. So if they're looking at a certain area, maybe that agent is available just to show them at that one time. If they think that maybe it's not a good fit or, you know, I'm working with too many A buyers and this one's not got many A buyers or, you know, vice versa. We kind of just work it around our team of, of who's available and what their lead source is and how many they have going on. Perfect. I like that. Yeah, yeah you're matching up people with uh, the agent that can help them the most based on personality. That's fantastic. Yeah. And a lot of our um, business we get from referrals and, and past client referrals. And, you know, last year um, we're big with our Zillow reviews. So um, last year we closed 60, I, we just were talking about this in the interview, 62 or 63 um, Zillow leads through Zillow based on our reviews. Wow, that's awesome. Let's go back to quickly your, what CRM did you switch to? Um, we switched to Seize the Market. And how long have you used that? Well, we've had it for several years, but we really have, um, we didn't have a person that made it their one thing. Mm -hmm. um, so Nicole, when our ISA came on, she really made that her one thing. And um, we started, we've been using it diligently for probably 14 months now. Okay. And it's great because you can run reports. You can, you know, there might be a post closing that really, the closing didn't get closed out on that. So you can run a report and say, oh, I thought I closed that out. Or maybe something is missing and it didn't get closed out. You can just run the report and see what's out there. It's just really they have great tools and, and reports that, that run with that program. When Nicole is on the phone with someone um, that has called the um, connected to an, an agent um, off the sign, does she, in her nurturing process, does she direct them to a lender and get them pre-approved before handing them off as an appointment to a buyer's agent? Yes, she does. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they come in and they already are working with the lender and they're already pre-approved. They're out looking around. Um, they're already looking for a home. They're, they may already be pre-approved, but the ones that aren't pre-approved, she nurtures them and connects them and gets them pre-approved prior to giving it to an agent. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, that's what we do on our team too. Right now, our lead agent, um, who is also our, our listing agent, um, is essentially acting as our ISA and he takes all of the incoming calls, does that nurture and then gets them to a point where they're ready to meet with an agent and then he passes off the appointment. Yeah, it's a lot of work, unfortunately, on their end. I know that, but we capture more leads and keep them and close them out. Yes. Um, and I will say that our track record has proven that from last year. Yes. Do you find that that the, the clients who go through that process are more likely to recommend and refer you guys than the ones who just kind of pop in and say, oh yeah, we're ready and then just show up? Yes, I will say that. The great thing is that you develop these relationships with these vendors, you know, same as our title companies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you always want to utilize anyone that you can. And uh, the, the lenders, I mean, they they work so closely in, in my job, contract to close. I have such a great relationship with them that it's not even, 
it's not a hassle or any trouble because I can call them and just get an easy update or I'm set up on an e automatic email and I know exactly what's going on. Exactly. So when you develop those relationships with these vendors, um, or we call them trusted because we trust them, yes. um, not preferred, but it's trusted. And we love to use that. Our trusted uh, lenders, we love that. Um, it's just an easier process and an easier transition and, or transaction. And we just love that transition from ISA to the agent to contract to close sit down at the closing table and we just love to help families. And that's really for our team. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. I think that personal approach, you're right, is absolutely the best way to keep doing more business with the people that you um, are, are best fit for your business because they've right. already referred got yes. referrals from them. And I share that whole trusted lender. Um, wow. That is a big, mindset shift from preferred yes as you know when you say um you know who should i use and that what you're hearing is well i prefer this guy but you can use whoever you want right says this is the guy i trust you got to use him yes and that works really really well and they we've had clients say why do you trust them so much oh. i can go in to seize the market and say it's because we've closed 36 deals with them this year and only one of the 36, he couldn't, you know, or 36, but only one, he was not able to close or financing fell through. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a trusted lender. It's a trusted person that we know that's going to take care of you. Yeah. And that has just been a big shift for us too. Cause we used, even last year we called him preferred. Yeah. Actually the year before. Yeah. I can't believe we're already into this 2017. <laughs> but in 2015, we called it trust um, uh, preferred. Mm -hmm. 2016, we changed our mindset a little bit and trusted. And it, it made a big difference with our business and, and the clients really believing that we believe in the, the vendor that we're using for them. Mm -hmm. Do you have the same sort of trusted um, title for any inspectors? As yes. A, okay. Yes, we do. And that's important. I think for the whole um, real estate transaction, you've got to have uh, trusted uh, title companies. Like, for instance, here in Hillsborough County, we're coming up with issues for expired or open permits. Well, in order to close, you have to have the buyer sign off on a hold harmless. And a lot of the buyers just don't want to take on that responsibility. Mm -hmm. So our trusted title companies are literally taking the time to get the permits cleared um, with an engineer and a letter. And they, they take it to the county for us. We don't even have to leave our office or the, the, the agents or the owners don't even have to do that. Our title companies do that for us. That's awesome. Yeah. When you find a, a vendor partner that will go the extra mile for you like that because you're doing so much business with them, that is a fantastic relationship. We um, actually have our own offices away from our Keller Williams Market Center. Um, and because of that, we don't have an in-house title person anymore. Okay. Well, we have such a relationship with them that whenever one of our clients close, they actually come to our office and close our clients in our office 
so that we don't have to go somewhere else for a closing or tell our clients to go somewhere else. Right. I'm right here. And that's been awesome because now we have, it's another touch with our clients and with our title people and having that place where we sort of dictate what happens. Like we have, we know our conference rooms are always clean. We know we always have a full fridge full of um, drinks and snacks and we control the environment. Right. Again, facilitates that process into getting referrals from people because they liked the experience so much. Yes. We have one title company that does that for us as well. Um, the other title companies that we use, um, unfortunately, we haven't developed that relationship. We've got a great relationship, but we haven't developed that part of the business with them yet. However, um, they have designated a notary that will go to them if they're unable to make it to the title company. Okay. So we, we do have that on, on that aspect. We just haven't, the, the two title companies are, one's pretty large. It's mm -hmm. a big agency that, that we use. Um, and, and Tony and the owner of that title company started out when the crash in 2008. Yeah. And they would look at each other like, how are we, how are we going to conquer this? Yep. And both of them are very, very successful in the Tampa Bay area. So um, we, of course, feel obligated to a certain degree. However, they've, they've shown us that they are one of our trusted title companies. Awesome. Um, same as another one, you know, uh, great referrals. They work hard for us. Um, it's nothing for them to communicate with us on a weekend or a holiday or an evening time. I have everyone's cell phone numbers. If something's going on or let's say on a Friday evening, it closes late mm -hmm. and the, the sellers are like, hey, where's, where's my wire? It didn't hit my account. Yeah. I can call the people at the title companies and text them or call them and say, hey, I need your help. It's just great to have that day and night no matter what. And, uh, you know, we have that to offset the, uh, the point that, you know, we would love for them to save some of our time and close here in our office, but it's not, we're not at that point yet with them. You'll get there. You'll yes, get there. It's, that's great. It sounds great. And I, I envy that you can do that because between Tony and I, um, we share our closings. You know, we can't always make it to every 200 plus closings. Um, we have to divide them up. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had... Uh, on Friday the 13th, <laughs> which was a, we had um, nine closings in one day. Wow. Um, three of them were simultaneous closes. Yeah. So um, it was a big day and we were running around like crazy. And literally one of the title companies just said, don't worry about it. You just stay here. We're going to order you lunch. They literally, they had they had us a room and they had us lunch. They had it just set up for us for the whole day. Cause we had like four hours of back to back closings with them. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's little touches like that really do go a long way. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's amazing. Talk to me a little bit. I'm going to take a different direction here about um, hiring. Now you said you have someone in a sort of HR position that mm -hmm. does the hiring for you. How did that come about rather than you or Tony doing the recruiting and hiring process? Um, well, luckily the HR person that does do that for us is Kelly's wife. Okay. I mean, Tony's wife, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she works very closely with us here in the office. She comes into the office 
Um, so she kind of screens them and, and does her research and checks the references and things like that. And then um, they do a KP after they go through the, um, the process, they'll do a KPA and that's when I sit in with the KPA results and we have a more deeper interview. So that's when I pick up and kind of step in because I will be their manager, like the admin and the ISA, I am, I am their manager. Mm -hmm. um, the buyer's agents, uh, we have a lead buyer specialist that's kind of over the agents. Um, and then Tony, of course, is then over me. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it, I can step in, I get to know them a little deeper with the KPA results. Um, we can ask them deeper questions into what they're, and how they're answering it. Um, and we recently just had one that really did a great job in the interview process. The resources, uh, the, re the references came out great, um, but he didn't work out. He, um, you know, two weeks of, the first two weeks of being with us, he only showed up two days. Oh, geez. Sickness and other things, and it was around the holiday season, and you know, and we just uh, the we just couldn't we couldn't we needed help, mm -hmm. and um, we're busy, and he, I just it, he wasn't a good fit, and he interviewed well with the KPA, but then just when it came down to the job itself, he just wasn't a good fit. I think it, his expectations were a little we didn't meet his expectations, and he didn't meet ours. Yeah. So we mutually, you know, um, separated from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you know, that's, that will happen. You, and you can't blame yourself or the process. It's just one of those things that out of the blue, sometimes when you least expect it, that yes. it just doesn't work out. When you're talking to someone during the interview process, or even think back to when you first started, if we could talk about talent for just a moment, what are you seeing when you see someone that you think this is a talented person? Or when you think about your role um, on the team as well, what makes you a good fit because of your specific talent and what is that? And I realize that's kind of a couple of different questions. So yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. Um, you know, I'm going to lead it into this. Um, we, Tony and I, um, we have met and there are certain things that we are going to require for this third admin job. Okay. So the third admin job is just going to be a little bit of a mixture of he, he, this person will help out um, our listing coordinator this person will help me out in contract to close and kind of fill in the gaps and places that we need. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes uh, Kara, our listing coordinator, may need help with listings. She might have four or five listings to get in in one day. Um, they, mean, they may need to step in and help go to closing, so they have to understand the contract to close side. Um, they may need to do post-closing because maybe we had a a ton of closings, then I can't get everything done for post-closing and to meet Keller Williams and compliance. Yep. So there's a big area. Um, as far as I think for me, one of my strengths that um, kind of is probably not always good is I do a lot of things based on my memory. Yep. I have a really, really good memory. I always have. And Tony, it's kind of funny because Tony always say, I don't want to make your blacklist. <laughs> because I'll work with agents that were <clears throat> lazy or weren't very nice to me or, you know, and I remember them. 
Yeah. So when, when a, when a contract comes in, I can look at Tony and go, Oh, Oh, look, they've changed, you know, uh, brokerages. Maybe they're educated more now. You know, I mean, that's the great thing about Keller Williams is that the, the education that they offer all the agents. And that is actually one that happened. Um, we did a deal with them when they were in a different brokerage, they moved and went to a Keller Williams brokerage and they were fantastic to work with. So I have, I have a memory that just sticks out and it, it could be good and it could be bad, but um, you know, that is one thing is multitasking and being able to step in when needed. Um, it may not be a part of your job or it's not in your job description, but we work really well together on here on our team and we all just kind of pick up where, where we need to. So if the phones are really busy and, Kara needs help with them. I, I run in there and I sit at the other desk and I sit there and I answer the phones as well. If there's a day where I'm overwhelmed with phone calls from title companies or lenders, she'll step in and help answer those questions for me. So, you know, that's, that's the beauty of our team is that we just, we know each other's jobs and we kind of, we, we go where we need to fill in to help them out. Yes. And that's a very good uh, point as well you can't always suss out in um, just a normal job interview what types of talents that you're going to have. You know, finding someone that has a memory that can go back and provide insight into past sales, you know, that, that could play into current situations, there's no question I can ask that would bring that out. Right, right. And so um, that I think that's part of what makes the hiring process so difficult is that you have to really dig deep in a conversation like this with someone to find out what these little things are and see how they, what they say and how they react to things. Right, um, right. Yeah. Well, I will say this last hire that I was talking about, um, I think deep down um, that this this person was a gentleman, and when he got into the job and saw that it was more admin than, you know, because there's also marketing and things involved as well, I really believe and in my heart that he probably thought, I am not a secretary. I am not an admin person. I'm just here for the you know, marketing and stuff. But I, I honestly think that, it, so it, Tony and I have both learned that we need to be more specific in what these job, what the job will entail, and we actually now will have them come in and shadow us to see if this is something that they may want to do. If they leave and say, you know what, this isn't my cup of tea, this is not what I thought it would be, or, oh my gosh, this is right up my alley. Yeah. Um, so we've implemented that um, recently as they're going to be shadowing us for a couple hours or a half of a day if possible. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Your story about having someone leave shortly after being hired is no is a common one, actually. I've heard this happens on several occasions. And I like your solution, definitely, of having them come in and shadow because they have no idea what the job really entails until they see it for themselves. Right. And, and then, yeah, I'd rather have them make the decision now than three months from now when I, right. you know, that's, that's kind of late in the game. Um, but yeah, having them shadow is a fantastic uh, idea. And actually when I was first hired, I didn't realize that was happening to me. Um, I was being given a test and 
my agent, um, now I started back in 2004, so it's been a little while, um, wanted me to create a spine for a binder or a cover for a binder. Mm -hmm. she, she says, how would you do that? And I says, I don't know. I guess I'd get on a computer and type something out, do a cute graphic and throw it in there. And she's like, okay, good. Because my last admin that I wanted to interview said that she would um, just take out a piece of paper and write on it and then put it in the binder. <laughs> And I'm wow. thinking, okay, well, that's a little, um, a more elementary school age uh, answer, but right, right. I'm, glad she, I'm glad she didn't hire that person and chose me instead. So little tests like that, um, absolutely. Yes. I, I, right. We do that too. There's little questions that Tony will ask, and it's kind of funny. This is between you and I, but he'll ask a question, and I'm like, I know where he's going with this. He's yeah. just giving them a little test to see, oh, sure. you know, you've yes. got to do that because you never know how on the admin side and even on, you know, so our new person that we're hiring is going to be a little bit more on the marketing side, but be able to fill in on the admin. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, but you've just got to, I mean, we've decided that you've just got to give them little tests and they don't know what it is, but you know, we do. And it's kind of like, Oh, that was a great answer. Or, Oh, that wasn't such a great answer. But, you yeah. know, I always say, and I said this at the hospital too, when I worked there, we all have an end result. We all, for in, in real estate, we all want the clients to be happy and a, a smooth closing. Yeah. Um, but we all may have different ways of getting there. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a communicator. I love to talk on the phone. I like the phone conversation. Mm -hmm. I always follow up with an email um, just because I want to confirm what we've talked about on the phone. But I feel like the connection goes much deeper with these title companies and lenders, even the buyer's lenders that um, from other agents that I don't have a relationship with. Yeah. From the very beginning, as soon as I get their pre-approval letter, they accept the offer. That next day, I'm calling that lender and introducing myself. And then I tell him what, what my expectations are and what I will be doing. They, most of them love that. They yeah. really love that they know that the other the other agents willing to help and do whatever. Yeah. So that really puts us in a different spot too. But we all have the same end result. Sometimes, and I tell the ad, our admins this, we're all going to get there a different way. We all have little ways that, you know, maybe you have a faster way of doing it. You might not have such a faster way, but, you know, it just we all get there a different way, but all the end result is the same. Absolutely. Yeah. How did you decide what part of your job to keep and what part to give away when you started hiring additional admin after, after you were the only one? Well, that's, that's a great question because when Tony decided that we were expanding with admin, he said to me, what job duty is it that you do or one task that you do not like or that you don't want to do anymore? And I had to sit there and think for a minute because I will have to admit I'm a little bit of a control freak. Um, I just like to know what my, what's going on with my files, where they're at, you know. And for me, it was just letting go of those job tasks. Um, so I let go of post-closing. Mm -hmm. So this person that's going to be coming on will be adding on post-closing. I will still do contract to close, but post-closing is one task that I can let go of. 
and you train somebody and make sure that they're doing it correctly. Yes. Contract to close is just something that I have, that has become my one thing. Um, I have closed over 500 transactions with Tony. So um, it's just something that I've learned from him. When I first started, I was very leery because property management is very different than real estate. Yes. And the medical field is definitely different. So yeah. <laughs> um, I just, the, the training, um, he is a great, great um, leader. Um, we're always seeking new learning opportunities. And, you know, um, the Keller Williams Library was a huge help for me. The perfect assistant class was huge. Um, I recently went to a talk for um, Abe Shreve out of uh, Idaho. Mm -hmm. um, he was phenomenal. Um, I've also gone to Tony Robbins. Um, it's just been, uh, I'm actually locally in a leadership, Brandon. Uh, uh, it's a group of, I say, young professionals. Um, but um, that we get together and we're making our community better. And I am part of that. And that's been a huge, huge leap of um, leadership within our office and even within our market center. A lot of times, you know, we're, we're the number one agent in our market center. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the other agents, uh, newer agents or even admin come to us just asking for advice or help. And we're always, we're always there to help. Um, and that's what we do. And that's what our team is about. That is I definitely know that when, when you offer up your expertise to help others in the office, that helps you grow as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you learn what other people are doing too and go, okay, I see them fail at that, so let's not do that. Or I see them having success with that. Maybe we should consider adding that as well. So right, right. that collaboration, even if it feels a little one-sided at the beginning, um, is definitely good for you as well. Yeah. Now, you said that Tony is a good leader for you guys. What... What is it about the the admin and the lead agent's relationship that makes you guys a success? I find a lot of admin and agents have a, a yin and a yang, like they're complementary in ways. That's funny you say that because Tony and I are very, very different. Yeah. Um, I'm very organized. Um, I like paperwork. I like to have a checklist. I'm a huge checklist girl. Yep. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a millennial and I, you know, my smartphone is my friend, but I get confused. I still write stuff down in a calendar. Yeah. I still use my, my checklist. And that's what helps me, I think with my memories because I'm writing it down. Yes. Um, but our relationship, you know, between Tony and I, um, it is, it's kind of a complete polar opposite, but that's what, brings us, I don't know, it's, we've always talked about how do we explain that to people? Yeah. Um, because it is complete opposites, but it works well for us. We gel very well. He's more like a little brother to me. You know, he is younger than I am, but he's like a little brother. Our, our, our work family, as we call it, we're very close. So even the lead buyer's agent, um, we meet and break out. Um, the three of us, Tony, the lead agent and myself, we break out. We have mastermind sessions. If there's any questions or concerns or things that we maybe need to look at a new process, like for instance, I'm looking for a better process for um, 
agent referrals. So when we get another agent referral, you know, right now we do it through dot loop in a referral loop. Mm -hmm. We kept it as a referral loop. It, it gets lost in the shuffle. Um, we've added it into our CRM that we're using. It kind of gets lost in the shuffle. So we're trying to figure out how is it, is that is probably one of our weaknesses is how can we better this process? We're always looking to better our processes. There's someone new coming onto the team may have a fresh and great idea. So we're all open to change because they may see something differently that we've been doing it this way for so long. They might have a better idea. So we're all open to change, but you know, it's just, um, we all just work and gel very well together. I, I can't explain why. Um, I think you kind of hit it when you said there's usually the, the opposites, the yin and the yang. Yes. We, Tony and I are very opposite, um, but it works well for us. And we communicate great. That's the great thing. We have great communication within our team. Excellent. Something that I see um, Sometimes when you have an agent on the disc profile who is very high D and you have an admin who is more um, um, very high S or C that the admin has a hard time convincing the agent to do things in a particular systematic organized way. How do you, or what do you say to the admin who's struggling with that? Do you think that that's a, a leadership thing that the agent either has or they don't have? Or do you think that an admin can train a lead agent how to fall under the let's get a system umbrella and really take it to heart? Or do you think that they're just going to be the way they are and there's nothing you can do? Definitely trainable. Um, Tony is a high D and I'm an SI. Mm -hmm. So we are pretty different on the scale. Um, but I have trained him in, and I keep him on task. You know, um, I will get some emails and I'll say, did you follow up with this person? Oh no, I forgot. They're on my, or they're on my list to call. So I kind of persistence for me, constant reminding. Um, but, uh, we are very different, but I think my, for me, it's just the persistence. I don't like a lot of emails in my inbox. Mm -hmm. So I want to get them out. Um, So I constantly bother him with, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? And he's learned now, like, oh, I better do that or Sherry's going to get on me. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think it's trainable. And that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at. Good. I think that will give hope to some admin out there who might be struggling with that. I, I do see that quite a bit. Well, on the um, executive page on Facebook, I know I read some of the posts and um, it's kind of, it breaks my heart for them because there are some, I see no admin or the the leads, the agents are like, no, 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 no. And, you know, they don't want to listen. I will say for, for Tony and our team, everyone's very receptive to change and making things smoother and better and making our lives better and easier. Um, why create, recreate the wheel, you know? Um, so for, for us, um, it's, it's just a constant communication and keeping it together and, and just persistence for sure. Well, definitely when you have the solid foundation of the lead agent and the lead admin, everything that comes after that can be built on that foundation quite solidly because you do have that relationship first 
and then everything that comes after it will be a success right because of that great relationship I will definitely tell you it took time it definitely took time um, just a quick story it took about six months for me to truly understand the whole how the transaction worked from the listing to the closing and it literally was like a light bulb went off one day and I was sitting in the office and Tony was next to me and I said oh my gosh I get it I understand it so the light bulb went off and you know that's that story but honestly I will say though um, with the the admins to the um, lead agents the only thing I could say to these other admins is just persistency and Tony has never, 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 ever made me feel like, oh, I don't trust her or whatever. I had to build that with him, though. Yeah. You know, I had to prove to him that I'm trustworthy. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. Yes. I show up at work every day. I'm on time. I'm, you know, I had to prove to him. And now it's, it's, it was just a, something that he just slowly had to let go of. And he did. But it took time because... You can't give someone full reign of your office after two weeks of being hired. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the hopes for the other admin is just stick with it and be persistent. Absolutely. I think that's perfect. Thanks. Awesome. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have, or is there anything that you want to share that you think other admin could benefit from? Um, if I can give any advice, um, don't give up, first of all, because I was feeling my first, like I said, like six months, I was feeling like, I'm such a dummy. I don't understand this. I can't understand this. The other agents are talking down on to me. I don't understand what they're saying. I don't understand what they're asking. I don't know what an air handler is. I don't know what this is, you know. Um, so just... I was a sponge too. I wanted to learn. I wanted to understand. But most of all, I just wanted to figure the whole thing out. And when I did figure that out, things were so much easier. I'm I was very open to change. Um, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be where we're at today because we have changed so much from when I started. And it was just the three of us, a buyer's agent and Tony and myself yeah. to where we're at now. And we're still growing and we're still hiring. So you know, persistence, open to change, willing to learn, being a sponge. That's just, I think, where it's going to take you to the next level. 